right. Sam slaps slap me. What would you say about sneezing? Slap cat. Uh, oh, scat cat. Scat cat. Scat cat. <laughs> scat cat. Uh, chair's got your tail or something like that. Salute. Salute. Welcome to the Nine Bro Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's word to illuminate and preserve his truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. Welcome to the Nine Bro Podcast. <laughs> today we have our guest and friend of the show. Yeah, it's not the substitute today. Y'all no. are both here, so I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Clint, well, here I am. Mean, Clint. <laughs> Welcome back. The frequent Thanks. offender yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> welcome back man yeah absolutely we're definitely gonna have high ratings because he's here yeah so. here we go so, thank Let's, you man but now that you said it it won't work <laughs> right yeah. we still have one listener that's a high yeah. that's a high of one so that's that's yeah. absolutely perfect with me and then of course my brother's sean campbell yeah. yeah i mean we're this is a whole 90 and 9 kind of thing if that's what it takes right i mean yep. if there's one it's worth going back for right absolutely yeah absolutely and then of course um me <laughs> <laughs> of course like, of course i was like i was i was gonna kind of give myself a my own nickname my own you know kind of like uh durbin and his crew right yeah saying? jeff the bear or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was that's funny not who it is. it's luke the bear luke the yeah. bear yeah, yeah. He's the ninja, right? Yeah. The, and they call him out. They're like, hey, like, you, you kind of give yourself your own. He's like, no, somebody gave it to me. Like, so. I was going to do yeah. that, but I Who? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't because I wanted to be reliable, as good as the, the word is. So yeah. that I didn't want to give myself a fake name. Mm. So, are you segueing here? That's exactly what I'm doing. Because if not, <laughs> well played, not, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, we'll be here longer, and our wives are waiting uh, for us, or gave us a timeline. We're not going to meet it. But. I mean, we basically <laughs> just have to be done before they get back from the pool, right? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, the kids don't want to leave. So kids, do what you do best. Yeah. Have fun. Cry and complain. No, don't stay longer. <laughs> don't do that. Just ask nicely and yeah. be cooperative. Exactly. Exactly. So awesome. So Sean, I'll give you the floor. Uh, kind of tell us what we're talking about today. Yeah. So uh, we split up men and women uh, as we are going to do about once a month, just to you know we can connect with each other. I know the ladies had a great interaction, and so we're just we're super excited about that. And you know the men, we went out in the lobby and and just you know do what we do best and just start talking about stuff and you know we shared about some of the things that we're struggling with and i don't even remember where it came up but you know we got into mythology and you know i asked the question you know based on his experience when was it good to talk about these kind of things with our kids and i had an idea but i just want to get his take on it too because you know he's really interested in mythology greek egyptian roman far eastern all these different things like who, that who is this i'm sorry um this is liam josie okay um, mm-hmm. yeah and he said he studied a lot and you know it it's important from his perspective to you know start young while our kids still listen to us um <laughs> while That's we're good. still yeah. a trusted source of information but show them that you know no matter where you go uh, around the world north south east west that there's this the same narrative that there's good and there's evil and that somebody's in charge Mm -hmm. and 
you know, whether it's Roman and Greek, whether, you know, it's, it's Thor and Loki, you know, you pick a story and there's always a good guy. There's always a bad guy. And there's always somebody in charge. And, you know, so that got us thinking about, well, what do people say about Jesus and how that fits in there that, you know, he's just a copycat savior. You know, all these different gods have, you know, born of a virgin and lived a perfect life, did, you know, miracles, was was killed and was the redeemer, brought back to life. And, you know, so we thought that'd be a good thing that we can talk about. You know, there's typically a few of these mythologies that people tend to go back to, um, you know, ones that that came up or Mithras, Osiris, and Horus. Um, I've heard people talk about Buddha. Um, and, you know, we just thought that it would be good to get to the truth of what even the mythology says about those people. You know, like I've talked about, I like to go back to the source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what Egyptian mythology says about Osiris and Isis and Horus. And then, you know, what the... Persian mythology, that's where Mithras really comes in and what they actually say about their own God and then compare that to who we know Jesus is and hopefully equip people with with that knowledge that what the truth is about these other gods and then what the truth is about our God. So let's start with uh, the most common one is uh, the Horus which uh, you just read something. So if you could go over that just to set the premise and then we can go ahead and um, really look into it and break it apart. Yeah. So with Horus, you know, I've heard it a lot um, (laughs) that, you know, what if I were to tell you that, you know, there was this God who was born in a cave, was born of a virgin. You know, he had, he was baptized by a man who was later beheaded he had 12 disciples that followed him closely. He did miracles. He did all these wonderful, miraculous things. And, oh, by the way, they called him the way, the truth, and the life, that he was the son of God, that he, you know, lived this perfect life. And, oh, yeah, people hated him so much that they killed him, and he died to redeem people of their sins. And, oh, by the way, um, yeah, I'm not talking about Jesus. Um, I'm talking about Horus. And, you know, that whole storyline, I don't know if it started with Dan Brown or, or what, but everything I've read contradicts almost every bit of that. <laughs> you know, actually studying Egyptian mythology, um, you know, starting at the beginning, um, Horus was the child of Osiris and Isis. Um, and, you know, we can talk about Osiris, you know, I, I misplaced all his body parts earlier <laughs> this week. Um, but, you know, just the fact that this birth narrative, you know, Osiris um, impregnated Isis and their child was Horus. So from the very beginning, he wasn't born of a virgin. He was born on the Nile River, not on a, um, not in a cave. And he was the son of a god, um, but after that, that's basically the end of any comparisons, and they don't start very well to begin with. So, uh, who was the god, and, and then was the other was the woman a, a a human? So, well, Isis was another Egyptian god. And, okay, and so 
So they're both gods or demigods or something like that. Right. And Osiris and his brother Set were enemies, and Osiris was king, um, and Set conspired against him, and you know they had all his friends help him kill him, and then threw his body out to sea, and Isis searched around to find his body, and then brought him back and reanimated him him enough to impregnate her then set got mad and chopped him up and spread him around the world and then isis went back around and Hmm. got all of his pieces and parts but couldn't find his sexual organs somehow that was the thing that was missing and then then she condemned isn't the right word but sent him to the underworld because um that's the only place he could live. And so, you know, that, that myth. And the other thing about Osiris is, you know, they talk about, you know, he was born in a virgin, all these things like that. There is no birth narrative for Osiris. I was about to say, where's the human? Because, I mean, shouldn't be, if you're born of a virgin, shouldn't that virgin be a human? Because it sounded like both of those were gods in themselves. Yes, but that's the thing. Like, Osiris has no birth narrative in the original mythology that that didn't even come up until until after far in advance uh, far after the the original myth that came mm. out with Osiris and I think because you know they got jealous for lack of a better term that you know hey we need to make our god you know more miraculous and so they invented the birth narrative but mm. as I said you know like I go, like to go back to the source and Egyptologists, you know, people who study Egyptian Egyptian myth know that the birth narrative isn't part of the original myth. Mm. But, you know, if you go to Britannica and all these things like that, there's this long narrative of, you know, he was born this way and he lived this way. But the original myth of Osiris started when Set and Osiris started arguing. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to... Let's say we all sit down and we have a task to create our own savior, God, slat, whatever. What things would you choose for that to be in his storyline? Incredible things, right? Things that are not possible from humans to do. Right. So virgin births, for sure. Miracles that break the laws of physics, nature's law, uh, resurrection. These are These are things that just seem, of course, you would put those in the story because... If, if someone is God or the Savior, Son of God, they would be doing these amazing things that humans can't do. So it, it doesn't surprise me that these other myths correlate so closely to Jesus because if he's truth, then they want to, I think, Jeff, you said it before we were doing it, like this is the devil's plan, right? To yeah. cloud up. Um, so To cloud up, yeah, like how, how so, we think about that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you're going to... If you're going to cause confusion and take away God's children, what's the best way to do it? Is have a parallel religion or parallel something to cause confusion and make people think like, oh, yeah, it's all a hoax. It's all mm-hmm. it's all fake. You know, so <clears throat> not just one, but multiple. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, we have here. Well, and yeah. we know all these other things are fake. Yeah. So if we can attribute a lot of the story elements to Jesus, that he is this copycat savior. Yeah, and and where where they're getting to is that you know um, 
and Jesus was written about 3,000 years ago, right, if we go all the way back to Isaiah, and then um, where Horus is 5,000 years old. So yeah. that's where it's like, that's the copycat. Where there's other ones that come up, it was like, dude, that's like 600 years later. That's 1,000 right. years later that, oh, now they're copying Christianity. But it's funny yeah. that they're saying, no, that's crisis. It's like, how can that gospel message be... Uh, copying something that comes later. That no, I I, I, I agree to that. Like the thing that comes first should be the original. But mm-hmm. once again, if you're creating something, wouldn't you choose these types of things? And if the real thing comes along and he is supernatural, he is above all that. He's just going to do these things naturally. So if the devil knew that Jesus was going to come and he, what he might do, well, yeah, he's going to start the story before Jesus arrives so that he can, well, what's he going to do? He starts making up things to get ahead and say, well, this is the original story. You're just making up something now. I know. I'm thinking like if I had to invent my own God, he wouldn't have died in the first place. Mm. Never mind be resurrected. You know, I'm thinking Thor and a champion, a superhero, Hercules, you know, I mean, even Alexander the great, you know, go, go big, You go home. Yeah, I'm not going home, and, and so just the whole idea to me sounds like a weak, yeah, hero. Yeah, that's what the Jews like thought. They, they Jesus they, was was weak in their eyes that he right. was supposed to come and Take destroy over. Rome. Yeah, <clears throat> make things right. So yeah, he does look weak in the sense of of what he did on Earth. But when you look at what he actually did, he defeated death. He defeated sin. I mean, these are eternally. Uh, long things not just some little thing they did on earth where he defeated uh, a five-headed dragon or whatever like he, he had some kind of a some kind of heroic accomplishment here on earth that right. was one singular thing he destroyed death right for all eternity <clears throat> so i'm reading a uh, a post by i guess he he's not a believer in, in christ um yeah i think he's atheist all around doesn't really believe in anything but um here's here's his response um this nonsense this nonsense is disrespectful to horus okay okay if anyone truly wants to honor horus wouldn't they best be served by actually learning something about the truth about him okay all right okay horus is a god not a meme so, in re- reference to the meme that you saw where they line up, right? right? So, um, and as such, he has a substantial amount of lore and imagery associated with him. Horus is not a god like Cyrenos lacking in myth. Horus had plenty of myths. There are also thousands of depictions of him through Egypt and the ancient world. Posting nonsense about Horus, insulting his mythology and, and insults insults him as a god would you like it if someone started posting a bunch of silly memes about you full of inaccurate information <laughs> uh, besides horus doesn't need this kind of publicity ask someone to name some egyptian de- deity and they will most likely throw out horus in there somewhere he's a pretty big deal and if we truly care about our gods will get their stories right they don't need us to repost nonsense about them on social media (laughs) okay this stuff makes us look silly sharing misinformation makes us look silly at best and either willfully ignorant or stupid 
or both. <laughs> so I think most pagans try to look hard to get matters of history and mythology correct. And the horror stuff is about as far from correct as you can get. If we want to be taken serious, once again, because he's right, he, he's in this group, yeah. uh, in the world of spir- spirituality, we can't repeat things that are easily proven false. Again, no serious scholar will take Horace Jesus stuff seriously. It lives <laughs> in the realms of tinfoil hats and not history or myth. <laughs> nice. That, yeah, like, right? It, uh, um, oh, who's our guy that uh, I'm drawing a blank? Uh, where he basically is like, if you don't believe Jesus was real, you're an idiot. And he's a um, he's he's an atheist. Bart Ehrman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, right? I was yeah, yeah. No, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and uh, to think about that, and I think it, that's where it comes down to is like, um, because we we see misinformation even within our own walls. Like, oh, right, right? And I had a conversation. Just earlier, how I was like, oh, that's inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do it more tactfully, though. But it goes on. It goes you on. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reference that I pulled up, because I just don't want to say I read something. Uh, his website's called pathos.com. Um, the different, or it basically says, um, were a holes comparing Jesus and Horus. Right. Huh. Right. So, who, who, are the, who are the a holes? Well, the, the the people, people that are trying, trying to, to find compare. correct okay. and and the the thing is they're trying to find those similarities mm-hmm. to destroy Jesus but they're and they're lessening yes. what Horace did and he whatever po- he points yeah. that out later um, huh. right so I'm not a fast reader we since we're cut in time I wanted to get to the actual crux of the yeah. message yeah of like hey and and I I gotta give that man an applause. That yeah. He's like, hey, bravo, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, we can all learn something from that. When we, when we think yeah. we know something and we're inaccurate, be like, oh, yeah. So, but yeah, um, but let, right. So we we go into into Horus and we look into the stories. Once you actually take a deeper dive into it, you start to see that there isn't any similarities at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I wish Liam was here because Liam could. Yeah. Walk us through like, hey, what's the historical facts that Horus was real? Right? Does do the Egyptians say he is a god or is like, nah, we know he was fake. It's a mm. myth. Uh, it was just a story to keep us in line. Right. So I don't know that and I'm not gonna say that that's what it ended up at. I mean, yeah. What do you guys think? I don't know. I was asking about if if there's a human in there because I was like, man, this sound uh, a god gets a woman pregnant. Man, it's a false god. So, in my in my terms, fallen angel, sleeping with a woman, making a nephilim. I don't know. That's that's where my brain started going. But oh, yeah. there was no human involved in this. So, no, no, no. Yeah, it was. I, I I think if you were to look at more gnostic, it would line up more gnostic. You know, because God, uh, which would be Osiris, right? He right. was just eternal. Um, um, had wives and birthed children and did all that stuff when you look at the gnostic gospels that's exactly what and uh, actually osiris just like um yahweh he the in the gnostic uh gospel that he's so holy not even the angels and nobody can be in his realm because they all fall short of that but he had all these different wives and Hmm. different kids and jesus was created to kind of right we say he's the first adam or right in their in their case so um 
yeah, like Gnostic gospel. That's another. <laughs> yeah. That that's definitely like a four hour show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I need to learn a little bit more about that so I can actually talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on over, man. We can run through it in six hours, really quickly. Yeah. Keep it quick, <laughs> really quick. It's a, a quick six yeah. hours. No, but when, but when you start looking at it, right, and uh, even if we look at non canonical books, yes, thank you. So hard for me to say that word. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, why they're not included in the in the canon? Right, because then you see the Greek influence in it, and you're like, "Oh man, I can see where they kind of went off the rails." Right. Well, I mean, yet. I think you can appreciate this. The first thing is they weren't included because they weren't Catholic. Um, <laughs> Big C, or little C, <laughs> little C, <laughs> little C. Okay, yeah, it's a universal <laughs> church. Yeah. In, in, inside, what? Well, yeah, 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 that yeah. you'll you'll find out. Uh, Next summer. <laughs> Next summer? <laughs> yeah. It's a long time away. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I was uh, in preparation for 95 Thesis. I was I was telling Sean, I was like, oh. It's like, hey, man. I was like, I'm going to approach the class and say, hey, Catholics. Right. Well, because Catholic the, means universal. universal. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. And uh, in, in, in the books I was reading, they do a very well job of, of um laying out the difference between Catholicism and Roman Catholicism and um, how Martin Luther, that was his, it's like, Hey, this does not line up to apostle teachings. Right. And that's what the Catholic church was, was apostle teaching. And that's what they wanted to teach. So when the Romans came, they're like, well, also, I don't want to spoil all the stuff that comes into it, but really how they just mingle that stuff, which when you go back to Daniel and you think about all the mingling that happens with the clay and all that, I'm like, dude, like, bro, it's right there. Yeah. And once again, right? Th- this dude was, what, 1578? No. Who? Luther. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. 1517, 1500s. right? 1500s. And we already see the mixing, right? Like, back then. Where it's in the book here, history. That's where we're talking about um, 1500 years after after yeah. Christ. That it's still true. That that's evidence in itself showing how the Roman Catholic Church now, right? You have the clay being mixed together. So, hmm. uh, or we we're now in the end times. End times happen as soon as <laughs> Jesus ascended. So, yeah, yeah, right. It's like oh no, every day of, we're he's one, one of day closer. <laughs> Absolutely, every day, right? So. Uh, but it's interesting. We we have so many evidences, um, right? And then you did a good job. Like, hey, if I talk about this, this, and this, and I bring up the Bible, people are gonna be like, yeah. And it's like, great, it's in the Bible, right? And um, I was talking to to Daniel, um, and I was like, hey, I was like, isn't it amazing that when the Book of Job was written over three thousand years ago, I go before Galileo and everyone knew that space was a real thing that God talked about space, hmm. that the earth hangs on nothing. Literally, we hang mm-hmm. on nothing. We're, we're just, it's it's space. And then I kind of stretched out some other things. I was like, yeah. And then it talks about how communication will be able to be able to travel like lightning. It's like, that's Wi-Fi, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at radio, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's like, it's all wireless communication. Like Bluetooth. That's, yeah. Yeah. And that's happening now. No, like, but yeah, we're a yeah, bunch so. of flat earthers from the very beginning. We don't, well, I mean, the earth is flat. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't see the curve. So, I mean, people say it's curvy, but, you know, I've never yeah, seen it. I mean, it. You, you take a, a, a fish eye up with you, it's going to look round. But take a real <laughs> lens with you. My eyeball. Take my eyeball up there. I want to see it. Well, I mean, the world's upside down anyways. We don't and see it, things like the way it's, it really I is. thought it was on the back of a tortoise or something. It's a, oh, the Terra. Yeah. 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 It's a different god. Okay. Yeah. yeah that. Yeah. But anyways, let's let's come back to <laughs> just because we have a time limit. So, but yeah, um, where was I heading with that? It's a good question. I have to come <laughs> back and listen. Oh, yeah, we're heading back to evidences in the Bible. Yeah. Right. Well, how how why is it reliable? If you actually, as a, a new believer, and even a a believer who's been around a lot, if we remove the sense of like, I have to. I have to use this for defense and mm-hmm. go that way and just take it for face value, just like we do everything else. And it's pretty easy to see like, wow, that's, that's amazing. I'll give you an, uh, let's look at the flood story because there's a, there's a flood story. That's a good myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's um, all over the world. All over the world. Oh yeah. All, every ancient culture mm-hmm. has some kind of flood story mm-hmm. for sure. Right. And they say, oh no, the Christianity is just following that story. It's like, okay, great. So let's look at all of them. But if they're all doing it, how did this get to North America? How did this get to here, right? And if you talk to the Hopi uh, tribe, right, um, they they 100% believe they're uh, Aboriginal. They're from here. They weren't crossing during this, the, the Ice Age. They, they, they were originally from here. Um, they believe they came from the Anunnaki, actually. So mm. it's pretty... That's... That's even more in and the and the Anunnaki could be just yeah 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 so the fallen angels yeah absolutely so yeah we're we're going a little bit into uh, hey <laughs> into I want to I want to go here, that but, way yeah that's what uh, we're kind of here though the mythology that's yeah, that's yeah. yeah so but if you if you look at it right I'm like well it happened it happened everywhere that you go it just happened so if you don't believe in let's say you believe in Allah let's say you whatever. I mean, so well, yeah, all those other guys copied us, but there is a God. I go, you can, if someone is at this point is like an atheist, they don't believe in no God. Mm. So at least you can come to a common ground. You believe there's a God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just right? comes down to Jesus is the then, real, real Yeah, thing. then yeah. you take little small steps to, okay, all right, great. So, well, I don't believe, I don't believe in Yahweh. I believe in Allah, right? And be like, oh yeah, well. You know, they're saying that are the same God. Right. <laughs> Just, I mean, hey, so. What does your book say about? Yeah. <laughs> right. But in this case, we're taking someone who doesn't believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this you can take for face value. Uh, you know, um, oh, what came up the other day? And I was just like, holy smokes. I was like, it's right there. It'll come to my head. But it happens every day when, when we finally start to see the world God wants us to see. Dude, it just happens automatically. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was written so long time ago. Like talking about like myself being in the Navy and talking about uh, riptides and talking about the East Atlantic or the Atlantic uh, riptides and all that stuff. Dude, that was talked about in the Bible before Galileo even went to find it. Galileo specifically talks about that he went out because he read it in the Bible. We look at gravity. We look at Newton. All these scientific things was because it was in the Bible. Like, well, it's written there. Mm. It hasn't been found yet. It hasn't been proven here right and we see now like when scientists try to disprove god they come to find god and they just choose not to you said like Iceland just couldn't he just couldn't settle right Right. i mean 
listen to Stephen Hawking, <laughs> to you know, Dawkins, even Francis Crick, you know, discovered the double helix and DNA. There's a, it just looks designed. It, it's it's yeah, like yeah. It's just, there's no place like home. There's, it yeah. just looks designed. It just looks designed. It just looks designed. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the anthropic principle, I think, is what you you call yeah, it. Anthropic, right? but I mean, they believe yeah. in the same. They don't believe. They follow the evidence <laughs> that, that there's these anthropic principles. And, you know, there's about 122 of them that this finely tuned universe mm-hmm. can only exist with these right now we've isolated 122 of them and for giving all eternity in the past you know we believe we all believe in something we can't see we just we call our something god and they call their something nothing um but we all believe in something eternal and the odds of given an eternity the odds that you can get one thing to end up the way ours ended up is 10 to the 153rd power. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you plug that into Google, you know what it says? Infinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's where the you, multiverse comes in. That's that's their new way to get right. around these. Yeah, where did that but, come from? But when you look at it, they're still they're saying, oh, okay. They're saying there's a, a multiverse, but what they're really just saying is like, we don't know. Not that they don't know. It's just like they're making up stuff to be like, I'm just going to throw that in there because I've come to the conclusion that this, this, it is design, 100% design, yeah. right? Because we're talking about five Googles, right? Google's a mathematical thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's so, 500 so one with, zeros. So one with a thousand zeros behind it is Google, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, five, a hundred, a hundred, is a hundred thousand zeros, right? So it's five Googles. Five Googles is five five hundred thousand because it's ten. It's ten by five hundred, right? So that's five hundred five hundred thousand. So Google to uh, the Googleplex couldn't be written to the known universe. So if you think about it, I mean, it just if you lay that all out, you're 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 right. You're talking about infinity. Infinity. Yeah, yeah. And so when you look at that, it's like okay, great, Big Bang, and you just look at it like let there be light, Mm -hmm. right? When was Big Bang a theory? When did it come to the theory? Well, mid two thousands on CBS, I think. Um, <laughs> that dude, was back I, in the nineties, dude. I feel so. I, mean, I feel so stupid. Big Bang was in the nineties. The series. The oh, sorry, dude. dude. Okay, <laughs> sorry, dude. I feel so stupid because I was like, man, that show. They're so anti God. Idiot of the ghost. It's called the Big Bang. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, <laughs> okay. you know they talk about Stephen Hawking and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, the point yeah, of it. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's yes, like, but th- th- I mean that's the thing. You know, thoughtful atheists don't like the idea of the Big Bang theory mm-hmm. now that they think about it because it necessitates a beginning. Mm-hmm. It shouts to a creator. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and um, if we say Genesis, right? If we were just to say, well, man wrote that in. That means when did when did Moses write Genesis? How long ago? Three thousand thirty five hundred BC is, and that's so, the thing. So how how did how did Moses know about the Big Bang? He knew what God told him, right? Just to, once again, let's take the God. Oh, take out of it. okay. How did he know about it? Yeah, a dream. I mean, take God out of it. <laughs> kind of like the flood because it happened yeah. like everybody has a story about it all but, over the world because but there's a thing how in the world happened. does everybody know about the flood if 
everybody in the world was destroyed except for Noah. Mm-hmm. So I guess Noah and their family spreads out and they all remember this flood and they all start telling the story of it, right? Because it's the beginning of all of uh, their things. At, at that so point, it's, that it's is... the re-beginning of creation. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the so, restart. It's the re-jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but now we will insert God, right? God told him. We know God told him to write, to write, write, write down his law, write down all these things. So he, he's pulling in to be like, oh, uh, the dude was high. <laughs> I was like, literally, like, how do you come up with the concept like that? And then only to be proven right. How? What's the chances of that? Right. <laughs> Five Googles? Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> right? And and I think to me that's where, where it was like, how are you so confident? And I go, I think sometimes being a simple person, you get more... Uh, you're able to comprehend things a lot better because you're not trying to decipher more. It's you're, that just makes sense. You're not like, trying to prove and your I think, theory. Yeah, and I think when when we see Jesus talking to people, right, he talks in simple form, right? Because back, when this was written for them, these were people that were illiterate in the sense of being able to read. It doesn't mean that they're dumb. They just couldn't read, but they got the message oral, and that's why oral uh, um, transmission. Me. Yes, was real important. Why it's not telephone game, right? Right, because if we look at this, this is probably one of the best, best telephone games ever written. Yeah, because in in a thirty five hundred year game, the message came out exactly the same. Yep. Right. And how do we know that? Because the Dead Sea Scrolls, Dead Sea Scrolls are one. But even now, there's steelies out there that are mentioning, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like the one in. in Ethiopia, they found one in Ethiopia. Uh, they have a stele there. Um, I believe the Kush, um, the Kush clan came from there, right? Mm-hmm. So they have it that they call them. They have Yahweh's name on there, and the the wanderers, and they put forty years. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Uh, Titus, I forget his last name. He's a Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. 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 He has a really good series of this stuff, and I, I watched his series of where. Mount Sinai is like okay. well Christians like oh it's like nope it's right here and like the, he showed like evidence like that mountain is completely burnt to this day and huh. like it the Saudi Arabia is like you can't even get near it yeah so yeah yeah because then if you think about it what's what's the faith in Saudi Arabia Muslim yeah. right Islam yeah. right mm-hmm. what is in Mecca in yeah. Saudi Arabia yeah well I mean <laughs> So I think so, it, it, but I mean, nobody were, but a Muslim is allowed in yeah. these city limits. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so, not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying. So if you have Yahweh's mountain, right? Moses's mountain, Jew, Islamists and Jews don't get along. The Jewish God, right? It's, well, m- mostly because they don't read the Quran. Yeah. Um, the, the Quran it, tells them. But I mean. But no, but that, that's my point. That, that is my point. That they're they're not willing to take it for face value and get into it. They're hearing somebody else tell them this stuff, right? That it would make sense for the government to be like, "Hey, this is this law fits everything that we needed to be to hold people down, especially women." Yeah. Okay. We're gonna do everything possible to protect that, right? And uh, 
like probably we know that the world thinks Christianity is the same way. Right. Right. So, which we had a great conversation about. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, which in a couple weeks here in that podcast, we're going to come right back to that. So, All right. um, holding women down, you Christians. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but literally if they would not, if it wasn't that important that people would be converted to Christianity or Judaism, Judaism yeah. not right. yeah. Islam because it lines up like everything that they go ahead. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of goes along this line. What is the only one religion that everyone's allowed to mock? Christianity. 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 But why? G- because if, I mean, what happens when you mock, um, Muhammad or Islam, you, you, death threats and even worse. I mean, actual murders, yeah. um, Judaism, you become anti-Semite, right? You, it, so anti-Semitic. Yeah. So you can be anti-Christian all day long. Oh yeah. Because and we've done it wrong a lot. Um. <laughs> I'm not just saying you should make fun of them or anything, but like mm-hmm. when it comes down to what's acceptable in this world, is to spit upon the name of Jesus and everyone laugh at it. Yeah. But if you do that to any other, I mean, major religion. You're gonna people are gonna come down hard on you, hate crimes, hate speech. Yeah, and like right now, I'm just like, I'm kind of debating talking about uh, making fun of Christianity, um, and no surprise who who's who's doing this, but there's a movie coming out. Uh, it's called The Book of Clarence. If you don't know what that is, I, it's it's going to offend you. <laughs> Um, not the offense. Bring that, it on. <laughs> it's not the offense of like. Um, either way, it's it's offensive because I, I love Christ. Am I gonna go be an idiot and be like, oh no? Mm-hmm. But I'm offended, and I uh, the only thing I want to go do what I'm doing now is I'm praying for everyone who's in that movie, who produced the movie, right? And I want to be like, man, I wish I was at that set because I I want to be like, hey, let me let me tell you the real, the real story here. So basically, they are first. Is there a book of Clarence in the Bible? Not, or is there a canon or a non-canon book called the Book of Clarence? I've never heard of it. No, no, okay. just not. I, it's not. So, a, it sounds like a there's yeah sucker punch punchline coming, yeah. but yeah, no, there's not. There's right? not. No, there's not. Right. No. So literally, this movie is about um, a guy seeing Jesus get crucified, um, and he wants to be like Christ. He's a fake Jesus, and he's going out. Basically, they're mocking Jesus and what he did. Like, oh, the blind could see, and this dude's like cross-eyed, and he's like, and I mean, it's, it's straight just hmm. them slandering the gospel, hmm. you know. And it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, right? But to me, I'm like, okay, in my offense, do I, do I take it? Like, I'm gonna watch this movie because one, I guarantee, you, like, eighty percent of the friends I used to have are gonna go and watch this movie. And they're more likely going to be like, oh, hey, man, see, this is why Christianity isn't mm. real, <laughs> right? And it's like, because that's the way the world is right now. It's like, well, it's in the media. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So to <laughs> me, the like, media controlled by. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pour money into it <laughs> and watch it, you know. But one. Why don't you bootleg it? Steal it. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually crossed my mind. Yeah. Like, but, don't right. give them you money. Know, it it yeah. makes me think of Arab Spring. 
um, some body made like a 15 minute video about like the real Muhammad. They wanted to burn everything down because they told the truth about Muhammad, basically. Um, but you know, we can't say boo about it yeah. because, well, we're just hateful Christians. But well, the dude that just like if 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 that was against Muhammad, like California would cease to exist. Which I'll <laughs> save my other thoughts about that for later. But like, it they know they can't do that to anybody. Like you said, can't do it to anybody but us because well. If we respond, then they will call us hypocrites, and they'd be right um, to a large degree. But you know, if we respond in any way other than "Hey, that's great," then you know we're just being closed-minded, bigoted, fascist—you name it. So I just take that as logically as if I see everyone attacking someone and everybody else being protected, then shouldn't the thing being attacked be closer to the truth? If if all these things are allowed to exist and you're you're they're protected speech uh, they're protecting against speech and all these kind of hate crimes and everything which once again n- no one should be doing harm to anyone so like these hate crimes whatever but to be able to you can't speak against it sounds kind of crazy so yeah. like i said logically it makes me feel like well that's the devil yeah. He's making it so easy to be a part of these things, but ridiculed if you're part of this. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and just just reflecting, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and lie. When I saw the dude with the, his eyes crossed, I chuckled, man. I was like, I, like the power that that has, like that imagery, like he's like, oh, you're healed. And I understand that it's a mockery, but uh, to me, I'm also looking like, oh, this kind of lines up to scripture a little bit. How many people are going to show up and say that they're Christ, that they're mm. the Messiah, and they're going to try to gather and try to lead people astray, right? Like, literally, I'm like, here you go. Be- watch, Watching Naruto, right? How many times I'm like, oh, look at that. How funny. Look at this. Oh, how does that line up to the Bible? How does that not line up to the Bible? And I think that's a good way of approaching it, you know? And um, I don't know. And I guess I would be like, hey, would, would Jesus chuckle at their attempt of mockery the absurdity of it yeah like i mean what did the jewish leader say he said talking about jesus like the actual jesus he's either it's if this is from man it'll die out Mm -hmm. nothing will come of it so this movie whatever it will end up dying out it won't be a long-lasting thing but if it's from god it'll stand the test of time yeah so i mean obviously it's 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 satire correct so yeah but and and I think that's something that's important for us to remember too. Is like, okay, hey, it's it's satire, and it's a good opportunity for us when people are like, oh, hey, did you watch that? No, I didn't watch it, but what's the premise? And okay, what what did you take from it? Did you believe anything in it? Like, oh, does it will it pose some questions? Right? Like literally, I just put it in, and and it's a hot it's a hot trend right now. Is the Book yeah. of Clarence a real book in the Bible? Hmm. Does it- <laughs> so is God working there? Maybe does God Could need be. us? Does God need us to protect Him? Oh no! So but, what do we do with that offense? Or what do we? What do we? What's our? We have this kind of human nature that we want to. Oh, we're offended. We need to defend, right? Mm-hmm. 
So we need to stand up. We need to yeah. speak loud. We need to, these, these are the kind of emotional things. Like if someone makes fun of Heather or what, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to yeah. speak truth. But like I've said it before, Christians should be the least offended people. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, well, the maybe, devil wants to poke at us, right? Yeah, he maybe, wants us to get enraged. Yeah, maybe offend, offended is probably the, a poor choice. Like I, I didn't get angered. Mm-hmm. I felt pity. Like mm. maybe that's like okay. I felt like it's like man, these people don't Sad. know. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I used to be there. Like I under like I get that, and it, and it does. It, it, it I mourn. It's like man. So to me, it's like, do I just sit here and mourn and do nothing about it, or do I take an opportunity yeah. to to do something? I, well, I know I, you already know the answer to that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But you? to me, that's conviction of yeah. the spirit. Like, hey man, this is an opportunity because of the way you grew up and the people that you're here. The people that are that are backing this is Jay Z. It's um, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So, you want to talk about cultural influence? That's a cultural influence person, right? Yeah. So, uh, which Jay Z in the last three years have been very anti Christ like like message. Not. Yeah. I'm not calling him the yeah. anti Christ yeah. <laughs> against Jesus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, and um, so Kendrick Lamar, a, a lot of them, right? Point. Yeah. They're they're this they're. It's just falling in line to what the Bible says the world's going to turn out to be, right? So, in, in I actually doing the book of Revelation now, you know, the call is for us is to be encouraged to understand this is the world, but we need to step up and give the message because time is running yeah. out. Because if you're already deceived, if you're already lost, it, I mean, this just is 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 going to continue. It's going to be easy to believe this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So. But hopefully a Christian's not going to watch this movie because if, if they're they're young in their faith, if you're young and already having questions, which questions are good, that means you have a working brain. But if you're in a church that's taught don't question and you're getting this stuff, you're, you happen to watch this out of a joke or whatever, but then it starts to kind of chisel down your your faith and you're not allowed to have a place where you can actually help healthily question then yeah it's going to wear you down and at some point you just say you're you're lost at the deception so we need places where we can bring up questions Mm -hmm. bring up real questions that we really have inside of our own heart yeah and it it goes into um where where this is real most people that uh if something's not real they're going to try to defend what's not real but we've talked about like saudi arabia right where Christianity, you can beat up on it because our our Savior and Lord taught us to love and not to hate. Mm-hmm. Turn to the take, other cheek. Turn yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. You know, and give him your uh, cloak. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, and I think about the martyrs and the people that have walked that walk. That's exactly like the big thing, you know. And uh, to to think about more recent martyrs, where you know they're being shown on YouTube that they're singing and rejoicing in the Lord at the moment of death. You know, and uh, doing exactly what Stephen was doing. Like, yeah. you know, when I when I read uh, Acts and they come to Stephen, like, I do get really emotional because I'm like, man, here is a man who followed Christ the same way that at that time he was being stoned, that he re- he literally repeated the same thing that Christ did. Hmm. I was like, I want to be, I want to be like Stephen. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not like Mike. I want to be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna trade that. Be like Steven. Be like Steven. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, but the reliability, you know, just going back, I, I, it's just the evidences that are there that if you go back to the early books, right, and you pin it against science, not modern science, where the premise is, let's disprove God, right? Where it's like, oh, hey, you'll see. Because even the more, like now, um, like archaeologically, um, all these digs, all these things that they're trying to find, they're like, I'm going to go dig there because it's not there. Like the pool hmm. of Bethesda? Yeah. Oh, do you like that? Yeah. Mic drop. Like, go ahead. Go find something else, right? These steelies that are now popping up. Like, wow. Okay. Um, there was like, oh, David never was a real king. And then they found a capital with his with his symbol on it. And it's like Solomon, right? Like, all those things. It's like, okay. Here you go. Why is it? Because mm. ev- not that... It, if you're going to believe, uh, uh, you know, it should be, I was just uh, listening to uh, something today. It was, you know, in the Bible verse, you know, um, oh, really, Jeff Anthony, come on. Um, basically, is uh, you know, faith without seeing, mm. you know, not with sight. So uh, it's like, we, sh- we should not have to have evidences to believe it, but we're human. Yeah, <laughs> and we're, we're going to seek him out. So, well, and, and I said it before, I was like, I, I believe real faith does come with evidence, right? Yeah. That's just me. But, you know, Scripture says other words. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Jesus Jesus says, love me with your whole heart, soul, and mind. And if we're not thinking about our faith, then we're dishonoring God. And so I don't think, you know, I mean, he told Thomas, and, you know, blessed are you have, mm, who have seen, seen and yeah. believe they'll become that haven't. But, you know, that's what I really like about apologetics is that we have so much evidence. I don't believe because of the evidence, but the evidence helps me teach other people who don't have that faith mm-hmm. you know, outside the church, people who are questioning people or who want to hate us because they hated our savior. And so, you know, book of Clarence follows what Jesus said, like, they mocked me, they shamed me, they spat on me, it's going to happen to you too. And so that like destroys the whole prosperity gospel, but it we shouldn't expect anything less, and it's not suffering, and it's not actual persecution, but we can rejoice because they're coming after me just like they did Stephen, just like they did Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I'd kind of be interested to go see it. I... The thought crossed my mind, can can you like see it for free? But, you know, because I don't want to support it, but I want to know what they say because exactly. I want to go back and say, well, you know. Well, it'll be on Angel Vid. Vid Angel. Is that what it's called? Vid Angel. Vid Angel. I'm sure it'll wind up on YouTube or something. No, um, I, I think it'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be, it'd be uh, we can reach out to Nathaniel and see if he can set up something. I mean, oh. and take it as a, hey. We just got done with apologetics. This is a go way for us to go. And hey, just like your your class, right? Hey, go find the fallacies. Mm. Yeah. Right? What a better way to get educated. Right? If they're like, hey, well, we're supporting something. Be like, well, actually, Alan Parr talked about, great. Get rid of your Apple, Spotify. Get rid of all mm-hmm. the things that you oh, have. Because yeah. don't even take medication. Yep. Right? right? So if we take the avenue, like, yes, we, we gave money, but we're doing it in the sense of like, hey, we need to yeah. know what's out there so when the approach comes we know how to talk about it because unfortunately there is going to be someone out there like oh yeah it's one of the hidden books mm. <laughs> it, it, 
<laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, think, just think, just think of the damage that freaking Da Vinci Code did. Yeah. That literally at the beginning it says this, this is not a real thing. Right. This is this is fiction. Right. Yeah. Like, but like he started a whole movement. Yes. You know? Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. But so there's good. nothing new under the sun. This this <laughs> happened in the second century too. Oh no no yeah yeah the same and that's thing. A, yeah that's even more evidence. I, I was talking to our, our young brother Nicholas, um, you know, and uh, about something yesterday, and he brought something. that was like, yeah, you know. This is going on in the world. Um, oh, he was talking about uh, credit. And I was like, yeah, I was like, isn't it funny that Solomon was like, hey, man, you shouldn't co-sign for somebody unless you want to own that yourself. You know, don't don't lend money out unless you're willing to give it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so and I'm thinking about it like how do we not do that now? Yeah. Like cre- credit existed before Jesus. Right. And I think about like all all that stuff, like, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Like you can look at these things like the concept of credit because, you know, um, my favorite person, you know, uh, has a radio show, does a program that this church just absolutely loves, a name that I will not say. He'll probably take credit for the credit. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Mr. Financial Peace himself. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> I, I was, I was you're slave to else, the but... you're slave to the creditor when you yeah. when you're in debt. Right. So. Well, I mean, they call it usury. I mean, to the yes. degree that that Muslims cannot charge other Muslims, mm-hmm. so it's at least six hundred years old. But yeah. you know, Solomon talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Know, back, you know, a thousand years BC. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, uh, what we know is that. I think one of the biggest things I think what most people are going to take is uh, they they look at this as, and I'm pointing at the Bible, as what saves them. And I think that's why they question so much of, can, can I believe it? Uh, and maybe I'm projecting that. But uh, to me, I think that that's where I see people, that they rely so much on the Bible as their saving factor mm. versus Jesus being their saving yeah. factor. And I mentioned that to Nicholas last night that he was like, well, God tells me I have to love my neighbor. I was like, is it a have to or is it he wants you to? Your life will be better if you do this. Right. He's like, because we have to get away from the haves to Mm -hmm. the wants. I go, because if you if you really love Jesus, like you really, really love Mm -hmm. him, you're going to want to be everything he is. Yeah. I go, I go. There's people in my life now that I'd be like, there's no way, and you know the word, that I would associate with that person. And then now I'm like actively going and seeking him. You know, so I had a situation uh, three years ago when I, at my employment that literally, at that time, I felt that I was being robbed of $25,000. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was, whoo, man. Back in the 80s, right, we said static was about to come down, like... <laughs> There, like, I I wanted to hurt people, like I, I was like, well, yeah. uh, like Eminem, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not gonna say what song that was. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so, you know, like literally, like, I was there, and I remember um, Brother Josie and um, the the Friday group. You know, I came to them, and I was like, 
I don't know, man. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. Like, I wasn't even asking for advice. I was just like, I'm going to do this. You know, I was basically confessing. <laughs> you I'm said 25000 $25,000. Yeah. So, and that's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I mean, I love the money so much. That's what God used to break me. It's mm-hmm. like, that's your God. We're going to kill your God. We look at Exodus. What did he do? He went and killed every single Egyptian God with every single plague. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, and he did. And the recommendation was like, go and take them out to dinner and go be their friend. Oh, like, stupid Christians and your <laughs> ideas. You want me to spend money on the people who stole my money? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Irony, right? Like, oh, my goodness, bro. So, yeah. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, I've done a whole lot worse. I am, I'm going to take this person out. Not to dinner. I'm going to take him out to breakfast. <laughs> and I took him out to breakfast and uh, asked him about his family. Asked him about, like, nothing happened. You know what I mean? Until this day, I've never even mentioned it. I accepted it. Then when it happened the next month later for another 15, <laughs> that was, like, even harder. That was, like, because then it was, like, okay, God, I did it your way. What's going on? Right? But the more I started learning, the more mature I came, right? That he was like, well, yeah, you you, you lost uh, $40,000. Stay faithful. I got you. So you think about three years ago, what was going on? Co- uh, you had the COVID happening. The world was shutting down. I made more money that year than I ever did in the matter of uh, six months. Once God broke me of the money. Mm. So like now I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I get a commission check. That's awesome. That that's just gravy to what I do, right? I, I don't rely on money as the way I, I did anymore. You know what I mean? So, and like now, when I go to serve and I go do the, those things, I don't do it out of works. Like, I go and visit this guy now because I consider him a friend, mm-hmm. and that's the where it's coming bringing it into to the thing is like I want to go be his friend. I want to I because I may be the only example to him of what Jesus really is, because. The opportunity is going to come that I truly believe in God and, and that vengeance is his. Not that I want him to have vengeance on him, but to give, convict him enough that he himself will do what's right in accordance to God's law, where he's going to come and confess what he did. That I'd be able to, because I love God, to be like, oh, yeah, brother, I, I knew. I, because I love God so much, I forgave you. I mean, that's, that's nothing no more, man. Mm. I go, I, like now I go out and I do things for him to help him out, to make more money, to do these different things because I want to, because God tells me, Hey, that's, that's my son. You need to go help him. Right. <laughs> but Paul tells us there's an incidental benefit for doing it God's way. Um, in Romans 12. First of all, is this red letter? No, this is this is Paulology. This isn't Christianity. This is Paulology. That's, a, that's another so, inside joke. That's so it Romans twelve nineteen is said, beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is mm-hmm. written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If mm-hmm. he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Yeah. And this is where it comes back to us, for by doing so you will heap burning coals on their head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome yeah. evil with good. You know, so that's not why we do it, but, and we shouldn't rejoice in other people's suffering. That's, that's not of Christ too, but yeah. 
there is this assurance if we do it God's way, it's not necessarily going to be easy for us, but it will feed our souls the yeah. way we need to. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important because, you know, I'm not trying to teach prosperity in any way, but we do prosper life-wise, spiritual-wise, other things. And God does take care of us in so many different ways when we just give it up to him. Truly, even in suffering, right? Like, uh, like word of faith, right? Does so much damage because of the part of like, hey, you just didn't pray enough, right? Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but when we, to me, I'd be like, no, they prayed sufficiently and they got what they asked for. Yeah. We just feel like the answer was incorrect. But isn't it the correct answer? They didn't want to suffer anymore. Okay, I'm gonna take you home. Yeah. Did they really lose the battle, right? If we're, if we're going to hold firm and we do believe what our faith tells us, I'm sad that that person's not here no more. But man, I that's, am just rejoicing. That's about me. I am, I am rejoicing inside knowing they don't have to mess with this BS anymore. It's over. They're, they're closest, to, to quote Aaron, their closest part of hell is done. They're with God now. And we should rejoice. The angels are. Yeah. Right? The, his all in his glory it's all part of that right and we can have that confidence because as we see the evidences in our life when we do give it up that all these things start to fall into place exactly the way he put it in order yeah my one of my go-to phrases now is i'm no longer surprised by what god does but i am constantly amazed yeah like because it it happens too often to be surprised but man Mm-hmm. Just wow. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like we're running out of time. So what we're going to do, we're going to let the apologist finish out the podcast with the important message of why we should. <laughs> why believe. we can yes. trust that we can trust that the Bible is true. It is not the foundation of our faith. Jesus is the foundation of our faith. You know, that's one of the things Nabil Qureshi said about Bart Ehrman is he believed in the Bible. He didn't believe in Jesus. So when somebody attacked the Bible, he lost his faith completely. And so a lot of Christians make the Bible an idol because they say, well, the, the Bible is the basis of my faith. No, it is evidence of our faith. It is not the foundation of our faith. Our foundation of our faith is in Jesus. And, and so I like to walk that line in practice, but I want to make that really, really clear that just because the Bible's true doesn't make God God. God is God, and so the Bible reflects that. But he's, he doesn't need our help. He doesn't need the Bible's help. Um, God is, is who he is. The Bible reflects that because it is trustworthy. And so I want to say that from the beginning because apologetics never saved anybody. The Bible never saved anybody. That was Jesus alone. The good news is we can trust what the Bible says. And going back to the very beginning, that's 4,000 years BC. Nobody knows what happened back then. Nobody, there's no archaeological evidence anybody's found. There's no, nobody knows who wrote anything back then. And so, well, you could say, well, we should know. Nobody knows. And so the fact that we don't know when Moses wrote the Pentateuch, um, we shouldn't be scared by saying, well, it says it's true, 
But starting with starting with Joseph, we've got lots of evidence of his existence. Um, you know, you talk about the Steelys, um, king of, of Moab, in one of his carvings, talks about the house of Daoud. Um, during the United Monarchy, you know, Daoud is David. Um, and that's the thing about that, the United Monarchy, there isn't a whole lot of evidence because people today don't write about what they didn't do. And in that time, Assyria, Israel, and Egypt were basically at peace. And so there was nothing to write about. But the fact that that does exist and was dated to around 1000 BC, which is consistent with the dating, we know that that Saul was crowned king in the 1050s. David started around around 1000 and Solomon was in the mid 900s. Um, there's a lot of a lot of evidence as you get past Solomon, but then the divided monarchy. So everybody after Solomon, there's tons of evidence in the ground that backs up that, you know, Assyria, Sennacherib attacking Hezekiah. You know, you talked about the pool of Bethesda. They found Hezekiah's tunnel to it. Um, you know, Sennacherib wrote about going to smack Hezekiah. And then he writes, well, we just kind of changed our mind. You read scripture and you know why they went back home <laughs> because 186,000 of them died on the gates of Jerusalem. Of course, Sennacherib isn't going to say, well, they, they decimated my army and I ran away bravely. Um, but they're attesting to the other side of things. Um, but when we get closer to Jesus, um, we just have so much evidence. And I like to say, I don't need to, have the Bible in sight to prove that Jesus existed. Um, you know, we've got people who hated Christians, the, the Jews, um, the Romans, the Assyrians. There's no less than 10 contemporary sources of, in the first century that said Jesus was a real person, that he went around, did miraculous things, that his followers worshipped him, believed he was God. There's no doubt that Pilate crucified him um, and that his followers believed that he rose from the dead. And there's no argument against that they changed the world because of that. You know, and people like to say, well, nobody's, nobody will die for something they know is a lie. And, but, you know, people bring up, well, you know, you've got suicide bombers and things like that. Um, they are dying because somebody told them to believe something. But what's different about the apostles and all the disciples is they would have to willingly die for something they knew was false. And all of the apostles, save John, were murdered in some atrocious way. And they tried with John, it just didn't take. And so they, they condemned him to, to go live on an island till he starved to death. Um, nobody questions any of that. You know, you mentioned Bart Ehrman. He'll say, well, you know, he wasn't really the son of God, but anybody who believes that Jesus didn't exist doesn't know anything about history. Um, 
And if I can show you, people who hated Jesus agrees with that book, then maybe what the book says is worth listening to. And when, when, I can sh- when we can show people that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what they say about Jesus matches up to what Tatian says, to what Josephus says, to what all these different, all these different historians say, then maybe, then maybe what the gospel says is part of it's at least, at least worth paying attention to. And when I can show you that what they wrote is historically accurate, then maybe what it says about Jesus is worth listening to. And so the, that evidence of the Bible isn't the foundation of my faith, but it is encouraging to me and for a world that's begging for a reason, if we can show them that what the Bible says matches up with history for like seven eighths of it and that one eighth, nobody knows anything about it, then I can take that on blind faith. It's not, I guess, isn't blind faith. I can take it on faith because everything else is historically reliable. Doesn't mean it happened. But we've got stuff that we know exactly it happened the way the Bible says, and I don't need the Bible to get there, then maybe what the Bible says is worth consideration. And if, and if we can show the world that, you know, who we believe in matters, that he exists, we could, we could change the world. Um, and it's important that that Jesus existed because he is, his name is in... <laughs> in what we believe and we believe he is the one who changed the world then he has to exist but we can be encouraged about other worldviews like buddhists say well if buddhist didn't buddha didn't exist that doesn't change our worldview if jesus didn't exist paul says we should be most pitied if he wasn't crucified if he didn't come back to life then our faith is pointless and so if I, can, if I can show that the Bible's true without talking about the Bible, then what the Bible says about our God that is essential for our salvation is worth considering. Awesome. Thank you so much. <clears throat> and I know you're going to go over that uh, this, this coming Sunday, so I know there's a, a few other stuff, but yeah. they already came in and gave us the sign to hurry up. So. <laughs> but Clint, I, I do want to give you an opportunity. It seems like you had something on your mind. So. Oh, I don't know if that was like 30 minutes ago, so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to try okay. to bring her back. All right, so um, cool. So we'll finish up uh, apologetics next week. Um, yeah. uh, hopefully Katie feels better, so um, uh, we postponed um, this one for her. Yeah. That was her request. So, And then uh, we're going to have a combined class, not worship, class <laughs> the following week. Um, Jim Lampley and then uh, the people from the conference, which is the what conference? Con- Starts with a C. <laughs> well, the conference that is absolutely free for us to show up to. Christian conference. It is a, a Church of Christ Christian conference. Um, so uh, I'll get you guys more details on that. And then after that, we will jump into being a contagious Christian. Uh, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know there's going to be videos. I know there's going to be a workbook, but I think when we split up into small groups the, to kind of get an example of what 
being able to go out in pairs to evangelize and yeah. have some strength behind you, and especially after getting through uh, apologetics, uh, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, it's the compelled do. conference. Compelled, yes. On the 16th and 17th. Yes, yeah. I, I'm compelled to go to that. It's so. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually. It is like you're not going to that. I was like, what conference are you talking about? So, <laughs> I was like, uh, that was, but. Um, I will send out a, a text message after we put the podcast up tomorrow um, to talk about the actual conference that's happening at Preston Wood. Yeah. Uh, it is jam-packed with some really good speakers. Yeah. Um, so I, I may just put that big number on the account and then give access to everyone to that. I think that may work out. Uh, Levi did, did suggest something good, too, which was just pay for one one viewing and then do what he said and yeah. then broke it, break it up. So, yeah. And, but and do it. I mean, that but might be like, like stealing your way into seeing the book of Clarence, <laughs> a, you know, it's a loophole. It's, yeah. It's paid. Yeah. It's not stealing. <laughs> it's paid. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I, I think it would be great. Um, I'm actually, I'll probably reach out to them and say, Hey, if I buy this, is this going to be recorded where I can use it? Yeah. You know, yeah, if we're expensing that it? kind of big money, yeah, right, to be like, hey, make sure it's a good investment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's because if it's going to go on our, our budget, we want to do. But uh, Tim Tim Barnett with uh, Mr. Repin Logic, um, he'll be there. Uh, Greg William Lane Craig, William Lane Craig, Greg Kobel, yeah, yeah. Lee Strobel, yeah. Stacey, excited about Alibestucky. Yeah, so um, yeah, 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 yeah like, really good stuff. And I mean, that 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 church is huge, man. They they can definitely hold. A great capacity yeah. there. I think it's like just, five thousand seats. That's so. crazy. Yeah, it's oh. a, but it is an hour from the church building. It is so. It is that's, yeah, and it's during the morning on Monday and Tuesday. And so yeah, I think yeah. So I think what people. people work in. So that that may be one of those things that you know, um, those who have the ability to at least stream it from their computers at work and listen into it, and that we can do that. Or if they have a watch party version where you can at least pop it into your ear yeah um, I'll, I'll reach out to them i think it'd be a good investment especially finishing up apologetics i think yeah. it's a it's a great investment for us just reaffirming what we what what you were able to show us this summer what a blessing it was and then uh taking that and running with it with evangelism after yeah. the fact because so. if we're not using it it's pointless yeah you know what to say if you don't use it you lose, you lose it. it yeah so uh with that being said clint we do do a favor and uh pray us out yeah. Father in heaven, we thank you for the ability to um, do this, to record our message and uh, for it to be used, maybe not even today, next week, but maybe a year from now, someone's uh, listening to this and uh, they're hearing, hearing truth. We thank you for the men that are in this room and uh, uh, for what they have done for uh, the young people at our church, but uh, potentially for... Uh, many more that uh, listen to this and hear about um, how um, the Word of God is changing their lives. It's a blessing to be a part of a, a church and a group that holds faith to you, Lord, that knows that you you bring undying truth, eternal truth, truth that doesn't change with the whims of culture. And we thank you that, Lord for giving us your word that stands the test of time. We thank you for your son who you sent him to die on the cross for our sins. And it's in his holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.
This concludes this week's podcast. Just remember, when the world tries to get you to backslide, all you gotta say is, Nah, bro!